This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, we've got an exciting hour for you folks because our guest for the entire hour is my friend Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey Garage, Fast and Loud, and GasMonkeyGarage.com. The man is selling his entire collection on Bring a Trailer. Richard, how you doing, buddy? Let's get this started right, Alan. Listen to this. There we go. Now we got a cold beer. We're ready. <laughs> oh, to I thought you were cocking a handgun or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you going to no, do? <laughs> that's, that's cold beer. We're going to see how many of those we can pop open while we're talking. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, uh, I, I thought I was going to hear bang. <laughs> everything is great. What's going on? Well, so I see this press release, and it's you and all of your vehicles out at Gas Monkey Garage, all outside, and they're all being sold on Bring a Trailer, which that's a big deal, man. Well, it's not all my vehicles, sir, but it is about 92, 93%. I'm keeping about five or six cars for okay. myself yep. that I said I'd never sell. You know, obviously my green uh, Thomas Crown Affair Mustang, and uh, I've got the first car we ever built as a shop being rebuilt right now. I bought and sold the 52 Fleetline five times in the life of the shop, and uh, oh, so we're putting it back on the road right now because we robbed a motor out of it, I don't know, 10 years ago for something. And uh, then I'm keeping my Trans Am from high school and a couple of my 32 Fords just because uh, I think I acquired a couple of the nicest ones on the planet. Wow. So uh, any other than that, you know, uh, just going to start a new different collection. No, I'm not going broke. Let's just put the naysayers out there. No, no. my gold-digging wife didn't spend all my money. <laughs> um Golly, you should hear some of the stuff we're having to listen to on the old, uh, comment section. Oh, yeah. So well, the trolls will my be wife trolls. Took all my money. Yeah. She's expensive, and I can't keep up with it and, you no. know, all that kind of stuff. But no, nah, we just, I just decided that I wanted to kind of collect some, some new different things, you know, and uh, change it up a bit. And uh, the market's about as good as I think I've ever seen it. Yeah. So why not? Well, I'm looking at a picture here. Everything from. Looks like a Jaguar. You got some. Uh, you got a couple of race car little things here. You got a couple of motorcycles, some Corvettes, some big giant monster trucks, all the way down. Just a couple of lowriders. Uh, is that a brand new Bronco? That is an absolutely brand new Bronco with uh, every available option that I think you could get. And uh, then we put a uh, RTR kit on it, which is uh, bumpers and rock gliders and. Wheels, tires, lifts, leveling, you know, all kinds of stuff. About a $17,000 kit we put on there from uh, Von Gittin Jr., right. uh, his company, RTR. And uh, it's going, at, everything's at no reserve. What? Now, that's making me a little nervous. But I, decided, I decided, you know what, bring the trailer, you know, there's no sense in wasting everybody's time. These cars are going to go. Some of them I've had for a long time, so I'm going to do well. Yep. And uh, some of them I might lose a little bit on. But, you know, at the end of the day, in the car dealer world, we call that averaging out. Right. Well, so, <laughs> And we also say there's an ass for every seat. So 
there you go. Well, that that's true, too. As I look at a few of these, I wonder why did Richard buy them? But there's always a story as well. So I'm looking right in the middle of this pack of cars. By the way, everything, Corvettes, a Porsche, some hot rods, some Mustangs, you know. I, I, but the, right in the middle is this red Oldsmobile convertible. Is that a centerpiece of your uh, your collection there, or is it just kind of just happened to be you in know, that spot? That, that's actually not. I actually only acquired that car about a year ago, and it was sold at Barrett-Jackson uh, in 2015. It's a resto mod, so disc brakes. It's got a really killer Fostrack rear end in it, six-speed. It's got a really well-built 455 in it with aluminum heads, nice. uh, pushing about 500 horsepower. It's a really well-built little car. But like with the entire setup that you see there, these are cars that I acquired because I liked them. I respected them. I wanted them for a reason. I don't get to keep the cars I build. Almost everything at the shop. I only have two cars at the shop that we built. And that's the first car that we ever made on television, which is Model A. And then the first car we ever made at the shop, which is the 52 Fleet Line. Uh, So let me ask you, just give me, well, hold on. I got to take a break. I want to ask you, why bring a trailer? And I... I kind of have a feeling I know why, but I want to hear it from you because so many places to sell your car these days, um, they really scrutinize everything very carefully at Bring a Trailer. Uh, But you guys can go check it out. Um, Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey Garage selling almost his entire collection. And we're going to have him on for the whole hour just talking about what's been going on in his life, what's coming up next. And uh, this is The Drive. Don't go anywhere. Be right back with Richard. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. You're listening to The Drive all across America and around the world. Stevie Ray Vaughan, pride and joy. Richard Rawlings from Fast and Loud, Gas Monkey Garage, gasmonkeygarage.com, selling his more than 25-vehicle collection. This is not all the cars he has, but this is a big part of them. Many of them his pride and joy. He's on the line with us right now from Dallas. And, uh, Richard, let's talk about uh, Bring a Trailer. As I remember, you really have to work hard. I've tried to put cars on Bring a Trailer, and they're like, sorry, it doesn't, it doesn't come up to par, if you know what I'm saying. But on top of that, how many pictures did you have to take of every car? It seems like, man, they make you take hundreds of pictures. It's like endless. Some of these cars that are on there have well into the 150, 160 mark, and some of them have even closer to 300. Pictures. Uh, plus driving shots cold start videos plus driving video wow you name it and bring a trailer talk about that now it's uh i think it's part of hearst publishing at this point and yeah uh, it is you know uh you know and and randy's a good friend of mine over there i've watched it grow over the years i gotta tell you i'm a little jealous of it because you know i grew up in the car business searching the newspapers knocking on people's door because i saw the garage open and then I was around when the, you know, the internet came along and people were like, 
you know, I was a very early adapter of buying on the internet, and I mean, I just crushed it because the old guys, the the old timers, they're not going to look at a computer screen and uh, agree to buy a car in Oregon or wherever. And I just, yeah, I adapted to it. So spring sure there's just a natural progression how to put, you know, real buyers and real sellers together without all the fees and the problems and the bureaucracy. And, and yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of curse words for it, but we're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, but, right. uh, Thank you. You know, <laughs> But, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, I follow some of the interwebs and I've been buying on there forever. And you can go on to a lot of them right now that are popular. Everybody knows who they are, so we don't need to say it. And you hit classic cars or collector cars, and there's 13,000 to choose from. Well, you know what? About 10% of that, let's call it 1,300, is uh, the cream of the crop. They're private private owners yep. all the rest are consignment dealers and resellers yeah, right, and right. you know i got a lot of words for that too but anyways so then you boil down to the people that say they're private sellers and then you start looking at the pictures and you're like wait a sec this private seller's got a nice building behind him and he's got like 50 cars on here so he's just checked the box that says he's a private seller so you know our real person to real person buyer is, uh, you know, on some of these internet websites that everybody goes to is maybe less than 5%. And the rest of it is just a big warehouse, getting a fee to store some guy's car or some girl's car, and then put it on all these different internet websites and getting a fee for that and then getting a fee for keeping battery charged, getting a fee for washing right. it and getting a fee for taking pictures of it and on and on. So, you know, what I really like about bringing a trailer is that you're really dealing with the car community as a whole, and you're really dealing with real people, and I like that. Well, and uh, I see here that uh, your your announcement that you were putting your collection on Bring a Trailer is just right at a million right this moment. I'm sure it's going to continue to climb. So you have a huge reach, and people are very interested. And we're going to take a break here in a minute, but you're going to actually be like dealing with the people you're going to be doing some of this stuff live on your youtube channel while they're yeah, actually I've selling got a whole command center here <laughs> i've got a whole command center me and big chris you know big chris yeah yeah and tony my uh, guy that helps me with this that's my full-time employee right and then my my uh, team of millennials that uh, do all of the millennial stuff. Right. Uh, are, we're all on it constantly. Uh, we're answering questions and getting additional pictures and videos in real time. And that's hard enough when you got one car. I know. You know, on there for seven days. I got 29 things going on. Right. And uh, so it's quite an undertaking because we're getting hit up. You know, when you put a car and bring the trail, I don't care what it is, all the experts come out. And what I like about it is I learn a lot reading the comments. Now, sure, there's going to be a keyboard whipper or what I would call a, a well, th those are cuss words, too. But anyway, there's always somebody doing something <laughs> stupid in there. But in general, they police it real well, and yep. you can actually learn a lot. If you're looking to buy a certain car, watch four or five of them sell on uh, Bring a Trailer. You'll learn uh, more than you ever knew about the car you thought you wanted. There you go. Uh, bringatrailer.com. Uh, this auction is going to be taken off real soon, and... Uh, Richard's also going to be doing his whole live thing on gasmonkeygarage.com. And uh, my gosh, so we'll learn about some of the cars now in these next segments of what's being sold. Uh, if you're interested, you can go to gasmonkeygarage.com and see what he's got going on there. This is The Drive. Don't go anywhere. Richard's going to be with us the whole hour. Stay with us.
Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Well, you're listening to The Drive All Across America. Today, our guest, Richard Rawlings from Fast and Loud Gas Monkey Garage. Um, he's selling his cars on Bring a Trailer, his whole collection. Well, the biggest majority of his collection. And um, you can buy one. You'll probably be able to deal directly with Richard at some point. And um, Richard, maybe you could walk through some of these cars. Start with, like you said, you're standing right in the middle of them right now. Just uh, turn around and pick one out and talk about it. Well, you know, we'll start with, uh, you know, some of the regular hot rods that I think that uh, somebody can get their hands on and get into the hobby. Maybe this is an entry-level hobby for them or their first foray into owning a hot rod. You know, I've got a, a really, really killer uh, 66 uh, Fairlane 500, so it's got a 390 in it, black on black, dogfish hubcap, just a sweet, sweet ride. Yep, I'm at, looking uh, at you it. Know, a lower price point that could be really cool for somebody. And then, you know, we've got some early Fords in there that are amazing. I've got a, uh, I've got a 36 uh, Ford Roadster in there that's just an all-original car. It was restored a long time ago. The tan so one? Just, yeah, the tan one. Yeah, it's a good-looking car. Just a car. super cool, good-looking car. We've got a 37 Ford Business Coupe that uh, is never been restored, never been wow. torn apart, original paint, just original interior. I mean, it's just the the coolest time machine on the planet. That's cool. Uh, weird stuff. We got weird stuff, man. I've got a Zimmer uh, in here, <laughs> which is literally a Pontiac Fiero kit car, but the guy put millions of dollars into this company <laughs> back in, uh, I guess, the 80s, and it's only got 400-something original miles on it. What? got to be the best got to be the best zimmer on the planet is it the white and, one uh, white one with a red interior yeah, yeah that's a hot looking car this is the car i see you in <laughs> yeah. I see you driving right. that car. and uh <laughs> what have you but uh sweet car we've got a couple of uh we got a 62 vet a 58 vet the uh red and white one type cars yep yeah the white one's original paint and original interior wow. but it runs and drives i swear i'd drive it straight up to you from here it's, wow. it's a great car a couple of model a sedans an all original uh one owner 66 ford gt mustang coupe white with red interior nice. i mean you name it the list goes on these are cars that i curated because i liked them right. uh, you know or they were a good deal or i wanted and uh, what have you but probably the the two top flyers, you know, are the King T. That car is unbelievable. It was the America's Most Beautiful Roadster Award winner in 1964. It was built by uh, Don and Gene, uh, Gene Winfield being, uh, and then Don, uh, God, I never can say his last name, Cognati or something like that. But, I mean, Gene Winfield's 96 years old right now and still chopping and cutting. Amazing. He's an institution. 
And uh, so this car is, you know, we've seen cars like this, like the Tweety Bird and this and that, that sold for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is one of the last few that's out there that can be bought. Most of them are all in private collections and they're never going to sell them. And uh, so the King T is really neat. Actually, uh, Gene Winfield came uh, a few years ago because uh, he heard I had it and he was in town. And so he took me for a ride in it. Oh. My buddy Dennis, you know, you know Dennis, sure. me and him have actually driven there on the freeway. It is a freaking marvel of engineering for what they built back then. <laughs> right. it's, it's a great driving car. And now what we're talking about, give. we're talking about the cars that are being sold on Bring a Trailer by Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey Garage, Fast and Loud. You can find these. Richard, if they go to gasmonkeygarage.com, is there some information on the cars there, or does it just go straight to Bring a Trailer? There's probably a link there, yeah. uh, but uh, bringatrailer.com is fine, too. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of links out on YouTube. Uh, that's where we, we live now. We got away from Discovery a long time ago. Right. So you can go to YouTube, Gas Monkey Garage, and... You know, you can see the videos. There's, I think, three videos now where I detail each car, and we go over it, we talk about it, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. I'm looking at this little uh, Porsche. What is that, a 9? What is that? 28. 928. Uh, 79. Z28. Uh, Z28. 928. 979. Yep. 928. Isn't really, that, really killer uh, color combination. Really rare. Yeah. The posh interior. Yep. Is that uh, is that the one? This isn't the one that sold. There was like one just like this. Oh, I know. It was the one from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Brought like a million and a half dollars or something. Uh, this looks yeah, just same like car, it. but not yep. the one. But right. uh, you know, this car is one owner, original paint, original interior, original everything. Phenomenal car. As a matter of fact, right now on uh, bringing trailer, it's a little low, but. You know, we're into the auction right now, so everything's kind of settled down. Right. And then it'll pick back up about 24, 36 hours before it's over with here in a week. Right. Richard Rawlings selling his whole collection. Uh, bringatrailer.com. When we come back, I'm going to ask him what's in the future. Amazing. You know how hard it is to get time from this guy? Crazy. We'll be right back. the latest auto news, videos, and real-world reviews. Find us online at thedrivewithallentaylor.com. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now, Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full-throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475-horsepower Durango SRT392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.
Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. So, Richard Rawlings joining us right now, the busiest man on the planet besides doing his restaurants and his gas monkey garage. He's got, uh, you know, what, what is this thing you're doing where you're giving away a car every few months, Richard? That, that seems to be something new that you've been doing. Well, you know, there's a few companies out there doing it, but they're just doing it, you know, that's their business. We decided to add that element to our business, and uh, we, I think we're on our fourth one right now. The first one was win any of Richard's cars. So literally the winner came here, first class tickets, came here with some friends, partied down with me, you know, had a few cold beers, and then got to take any car in my garage. And uh, so he took my TRX pickup. No! And we, yeah, and my brand new one. Uh, don't worry, I've already gotten another one. Okay. I to have some friends. That, I got friends at Dodge. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we, um, it's going real well. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's really cool to give back. Right now, we built another one of the Thomas Crown Affair Mustangs. Oh. And uh, anything they go by at gasmonkeygarage.com or here on Merrill Road in Dallas, get some entries and uh they're gonna get that car and i'm telling you it is wicked cool you know so for the price of a 35 dollar t-shirt you'd be driving away with you know hundred seventy five thousand dollar car so every time you buy a t-shirt from gas monkey garage you get entered Uzi, cooler hot wheel anything okay so any of the products you guys sell they get entered into the chance to win this thomas crown affair mustang which i've seen you've had that for years well, it's not mine. It's oh. another one that we just built brand, brand new. Every uh, oh, okay, okay. But it's, uh, so it's a twin. And, it's a clone uh, so, of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ford Performance small block uh, pushing out about uh, 425 horse American uh, performance uh, six-speed transmission. Nice. Uh, Curry rear end, four-wheel disc brakes. I mean, just a wicked little car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it, it's going to be fun. And then... Uh, you know, as far as business, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got uh, three restaurants being built simultaneously right now. Wow! Where? Uh, we shut the old gas monkey yeah. down. Where? 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 And, uh, where are they being it. built? You were talking about. Uh, about a mile away, I've got uh, to the north is the new flagship. It's going to be about forty some odd thousand square feet. Whew. Live music venue, walking paths. It's on the water. It's wow. got green space. Bring your dog. Bring your whatever. It's three stories tall. It's, <laughs> It's, it's, uh, you know, gas monkey doesn't do anything small. We kick the doors in and scream. We're here. And, uh, then, uh, we, uh, have a couple more here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then we're looking at, uh, Waco, Galveston, Orlando, Vegas. Wow. And, uh, we, uh, we're also firing up a new tequila venture of mine, uh, that we're looking at that's going to be coming online pretty soon. And, uh, just really getting back to the roots of things, uh, you know, towards the end of, uh, cable life i was i was about tired and about done so covid was a chance for me to just take a break like everybody else had to you know it was a mandatory break and uh kind of revamp and figure out what the new gas monkey 2.0 is because literally in march is our 20 year anniversary good lord that's amazing isn't it i know it? right <laughs> there's only one thing that i've been doing for more than 20 years and you can guess what that is oh man breaking the law <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Remember, it's radio. <laughs> so now, are you filming stuff constantly? Because I, I heard you 
when we first started, you had to do like a, a retake of something just real quick. And so you must be yeah. filming a lot. We do. We, we still put out a video every Monday night on YouTube. Yep. And uh, so it's at the same time as Fast and Loud was. And then we put out other things along the week. But the, the Monday nights are kind of a look into what's going on, maybe a peek behind the scenes, maybe what we're currently building or what I just went and bought or dug out of a barn or a garage or whatever. You know, so it's really just right now we're kind of finding our footing. Cause I didn't want it to look like a TV show. I wanted to look like you're involved with what we've got going on right. and the chaos that it is, you know, because, you know, even today I've done 20 different things that in 10 of them don't have anything to do with the other ones. So it's uh it's a really cool peek in. And the funny part about it is, you know, I was with discovery for 10 years and it is absolutely hilarious. I get, or we get being gas monkey, more viewers on a YouTube video on a Monday than Discovery can get on a Monday primetime with a show that they put on. Right, the world has changed. Cable is is truly dead, you know? And uh, then the streamers are having a hard time figuring it out, but there's some things that I'm privy to that are going to be pretty interesting in the next 12 months. Mm. We've got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. They're trying to get me back on the small screen. I kind of don't know if that's the place where we need to be because the the super small screen, which I call the interwebs, right. is uh, maybe a better place. Well, I think there's more freedom there too because, and it's more personal, and you can you know you can uh, do and say as you please, as they say, uh, where you have yeah, uh, sir, like, you know, not like radio, <laughs> not like radio. It's a five hundred thousand dollar fine if you say nasty words. Let me ask you really? something. It is. It's horrible. That's if they don't hit the drop button, you know. What about COVID? You blew past the whole, you know, the pandemic and all that. That really, that that sucked. But you just kept right on going. We looked at it as, you know, it, it's something that we're probably, I mean, we're probably going to have for a long time. And it's going to, if it's not that, they're going to call it something else. And, right. you know, I'm not a big politics. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Monkey. Monkey pox, gas monkey pox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so much going on. I mean, the, the internet is a great thing and it's a bad thing because it puts so much information at our fingertips that it's hard to ascertain what is right, wrong, indifferent, you know. So, you know, like I said, I don't get into the politics stuff. I don't really care. I just deal with the hand I'm dealt the morning I wake up. Right, you know, right, right. Today's the day. Let's yep. just deal with that. Yep. Did you get COVID at any time, finally? I had it twice. Twice? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who knows? I might have it right now. I don't <laughs> even think anybody knows who has it and who doesn't. And I, and I, and I say that tongue-in-cheek with all the greatest respect and admiration and, and love and prayers for the people who lost loved ones because, yeah. it, you know, it was not a great thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're just f- on this big round rock, oh. I guess you got to beat that. That one beat. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> on that on that big round rock that we're we're riding on, and we just got to take it as it comes. <laughs> okay, let me take a break so we can go beep that before it goes out to the radio stations around the country. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Exactly. Don't go anywhere. Richard Rawlings hey, joining you us. Use, uh, <laughs> You, you should use one of my woos for that. <laughs> one of your woo, yeah. <laughs> we'll take a break. Richard Rawlings come back and talk about what's going on in his life. Stay with us. Hey, 
sister. Know the water sweet but bloody. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com slash wilderness. Well, our show is brought to you in part by Dodge Domestic, not domesticated. And uh, Tim, uh, Tim Kaniskis, the president of Dodge, is a mutual friend of Richard and mine. Richard Rawlings joining us fast and loud, Gas Monkey Garage. Uh, did you know he's going to be retiring, by the way, Richard? Well, you know, we all choose our path in life, and he's going to get to retire while he's still a young uh, yeah, man. Smart and guy. I'm probably going to have to work till I fall over. <laughs> That's funny. Well, so what is next then? I mean, you're, you're, do you have, can you share any more about uh, the potential of a, you know, a more structured dare I say television show or program or are you just going to do the Mondays? No, no, we're playing with the YouTube and, and, and all of our social channels right now, but there's so many things happening in the digital space and in social space and in streaming spaces and everything else that I'm fielding pitches from all over right. and I'm trying to decipher them. I mean, cause you're talking the last, the last computer that I, I played a game on was a, it was a Nintendo, you know, uh, 64 <laughs> yeah. back in the nineties or something. Right. So, you know, there's, there's so much that I'm learning with how to get in front of the audiences and how to do things. We're looking at doing some things with, uh, optic gaming and, uh, you know, just, you know, all kinds of different things. We've got, uh, a few streamers that we're talking to. There's just a lot. And yeah. I don't know which direction I'm going to go. Cause I, I only have one thing that I'll tell you, I do not want to work as hard as I had to with cable, you know, having four shows at once and doing that for a little over nine years, 12 hours a day. And, uh, you know, just a camera shoved in your face. I don't want to do that anymore. So we'll see what happens there. But, you know, the YouTube thing right now, we we're getting millions of views and, and that's way more than, than anybody else has wow. offered yet. So, well, yeah, I mean, we'll CNN, CNN doesn't even get uh, 1 million, let alone millions like you're getting. So you have a bigger audience than CNN News, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I think that we're overloaded with a little bit of news. I don't want to watch the news anymore. I just, I'll go, hey, if it's important enough, somebody's going to tell me. I don't yeah. need to sit there in front of the screen <laughs> right. and wait for it to, you know. And uh, what have you. Yeah. Okay. That brings me to what's in the news is the fact that they've said in California, I didn't realize you're in Texas, but they're talking about no internal combustion engines by 2035. And then as they're saying that, they're currently, you know, selling all these electric cars where they're saying, don't charge your car because we're having rolling brownouts and we can't, you know, we don't have the electricity. What do you think about the whole electric car, the political garbage that goes along with it? What are your thoughts? 
I try to stay away from political garbage, as you call it, yep. you know, because of who I am. But I will tell you, as a guy and a, uh, you know, as a, as a grown man and a businessman who grew up in Texas, you know, California could fall in the ocean. That'd be cool. You know, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just, you know, all I want is that I don't want enough Californians trying to move here in California, my Texas. Right. As they say, yeah, you know, because we've got a massive influx of it, and they've got like some hippie commune going on down there in Austin and Dripping Springs, where uh, they're all trying to move into, yeah. and then they're trying to pass all the same kind of silly stuff. But the electric car stuff, you know what? I'll just tell you how it is. I'm not a believer. I do not believe that it's cleaner for the environment. It takes a ton of fossil fuels to make those cars, yeah, and then. We don't know as a society worldwide what's going to happen when there's 150, 250, 300 million lithium batteries laying around. What's going to happen? What are we going to do with them? You know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just of the. I look at it this way, and some people may hate this, but I'm on this rock with the front row seat to the end of it, and I'll be gone before all the stupid mistakes that we're making right now have the the, the big effect that I think it's going to have. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that fossil fuel and, and, and fire-breathing dragon cars are the answer either. Just saying the big big business is pushing us wherever they want us to go. Yeah. But they ain't going to take my gas cars. No. It's like uh, the old saying, you know, they can uh, – Take my gun out of my cold, dead hands. Who said that? Maybe it was Clint Eastwood or somebody like that. But yeah, I, it's, yeah, you know, I know. It's, it's, we, well, we share that same type of an opinion. I, think I, most I actually have a clause in some of my sales when I put cars out. I'm like, if you're from California and you do not 100% understand your California motor laws, you're not my customer because California is difficult. And it's not because I don't want anybody or I'm against anybody that lives in California. It's that, I sell cars all the time, and they'll be like, "Oh, I couldn't get it inspected. It's all your fault." Blah blah. Yeah, like, oh, right, right. Yeah, it's California's fault. That's right. God, that's funny. All right, I know. I can feel you cringing in the seat right now because a lot of your sponsors are probably based in California. No, like, listen, oh I, God, I, I dude, I was born in <laughs> Texas. I was born in Houston. We moved to California in the '60s. And then my that was dad, the first problem. my dad bought John Wayne's ranch when John Wayne died in 1979 up in Oregon, and I've been living in Oregon ever since. And I was 20 years old when I left California, and I didn't go back for 10 years, and that was too soon. So, um, and I have so many friends that are moving out of California because they're silly laws, but Oregon is not much better because. They've Californicated our Oregon, you know, and that's what you're worried about in Texas. So I get it. When we come back. I'm not real worried about it. I'm just saying it's probably going to be a problem because we all carry guns. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to ask you about what is dear to you, your dad, your wife, your sister. Get ready for that, brother. We'll be right back. Oh, I'm ready. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. 
Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. AutoTempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, he's very opinionated, he's very outspoken, and he is very wild and wooly. Gas Monkey Garage owner and a fast and loud star, Richard Rawlings. Uh, longtime friend since 2007, I think we've been uh, friends, Richard. And I, that was kind of the beginning of your television career. And it's been fun to watch you grow. I've seen you go through some good times and bad times and hard times and fantastic times. And um, it's been very fun. And I just uh, just say publicly thank you for the just the entertaining times that we've had for the last, what's it been, you know, 15 years. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Now, you have opened up on the show today, which I appreciate, and I think a lot of people do. I know that you have... You know, you have your wife, who is just beautiful. You have your sister, who you love. And you have your dad, who you honor constantly. I see it. And I got to tell you, that endears people to you. Because you're still a family man. You haven't forgotten from where you come. But maybe you could talk about those three people just a little bit. Because these are your support. Somebody asked me the other day, actually, during an interview. They are like, what are you most proud of? And it kind of floored me for a second, and I, and I kind of got a, a few man tears <laughs> when I really realized what the answer was. And the answer really was that I'm in a position in my life that I can take care of my dad in his current state, which is advanced Alzheimer's. He's literally almost infantile state, and I've got him in a fabulous home with fabulous caregivers. And, you know, so, you know, to be able to do that, because, you know, my dad raised me when I was an infant, and he was a you know, 18 year old guy or maybe 19 at the time. And uh, it was our second kid and had quit school, high school even. He didn't get out of even high school and was working two jobs and everything. And my whole life, my dad worked two to three jobs every week, you know, all week long. So, you know, the fact that I can make sure that he's as, as comfortable as possible is, is something that I'm really, really proud of. And uh, my heart and prayers and uh, sometimes Gas Monkey Foundation money goes out to help those that are less fortunate because if you've got a family member with that disease, usually, you know, you're not in a position. So, right. you know, it's a pain in the ass, but that's the Debbie Downer part of it. The cool part of it is, you know, when I do show up, you know, my dad's hanging out and he doesn't know what the hell is going on. So he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. He's just kind of there, yeah. you know, and then my sister, you know, she's worked for me and with me, I would say with me, you know, for close to 30 years. And wow. she's the keeper of the keys. She's the reason that I'm, not broke and, and having to sell my buildings and all my stuff and everything else, you know, like we've heard from other people in the past that got to this position. Uh, I don't even know where the checks are or where the keys of the safes are. <laughs> she keeps me out of everything. As a matter of fact, I, I just discovered a bank account the other day that she didn't tell me about. It. <laughs> well, don't you worry about that one. That's just a little bit of safety. That's nice. She's like, you weren't supposed to see that, you know, <laughs> right. but uh, she's really great. But That's great. Um, at the end of the day, the, the most amazing thing that I've ever had in my life was my wife, Katerina. I'll never talk bad about my ex-wife, Sue. Uh, she's an amazing woman, and she put up with a lot of crap, you know, with the celebrity crap and the getting into TV and everything else. And, uh, you know, so I wish her the best luck in the world, but 
you know, Katarina is just uh, uh, something that I didn't think even existed out there. Yeah. Most amazing, personable, just down to earth, awesome sweet. woman. And, yep. you know, if you go on gasmonkeygarage.com and check it out, she's not too bad on the eyes. <laughs> you you know what you have many blessings in your life and you just described three of them glad that you're having such a great time you know, that wife of yours katarina and that sister i can't think of your sister's name or it escapes me what is her name it's uh, daphne. daphne that's what it yes that's it she uh she's, she's amazing i mean i think you've got to meet my wife one time out at sema yeah a couple times um, actually yes she's fantastic but uh no nah, she's she's fabulous um she she's uh she gets me up and going every day. I bet. Like the last few years, like with everybody else, it's been a little bit rough. Yes, sir. Well, everybody, uh, Richard Rawls gave us a whole hour. Now it's time to go check out, bring a trailer, and look at his giant collection and bid on it because uh, this is a very rare opportunity. And um, you can also go to gasmonkeygarage.com and watch some of this action going on as the week goes on. Richard, thank you very much. Well, not only that, they can uh, hit up the merch store and try to uh, see who's going to drive away with this Mustang. There you go. Um, and uh, what have you. But, uh, no, I appreciate your time, Alex. And uh, it's always fun to be on the drive. I, I only I only slipped out one bad word this time. So I think <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. You're doing good. You know? <laughs> I'm doing, You're I'm doing, doing great. Really good. You know, but oh. uh, what we got to do is have you come down here and... Uh, do something video wise for uh your show uh, yeah as, uh, we'll do that in the future i got I, I got some things i'm not talking about yet either and it includes you don't you worry about it richard rawlings everybody oh, really? well, here comes the next one yeah there it is okay <laughs> all right we got another hour to go don't go anywhere stay with us it is the drive i watch you walking shopping cars online is a hassle or is it you probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. So at the top of the hour here, we're going to get a little bit of news, what's going on in the car business, in the car world, the car hobby. And after being on uh, ABC with uh, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest, and before that it was uh, Michael Strahand, and then before that it was Regis, the one thing I learned is don't talk to your co-host until you're on the air. That way it's real, it's fresh. So here she is, BJ. How you been, BJ? I'm real and I'm fresh. Oh, I can smell you from here. <laughs> that's, that's not fresh. I'm going to change my name to Dodge because I'm domestic, but not domestic. I, li I like that tagline. That's, that's totally me. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> me too. Trust me. Me too. So, um, yeah, I know you got like a little bit of news. news. What you got? We don't have to wear masks in Ubers anymore. They're only like three months behind the times, but that's still good news. That's so. funny. You know what? 
they would send me the thing when if I was in Chicago or Dallas or wherever, do you have a mask? Do you agree to wear a mask? Yes. Right? The guy would pull yes. up and I'd look at him and I go, you're not wearing a mask. That means I'm not going to wear a mask. He goes, I don't care. Get in. <laughs> That's what they all say. Every single one of them. I've done the exact same thing, too. You know, so funny. Too funny, so funny right? Like exactly. That. All right. You ready to talk about some power? Yes. Wait, wait a minute. Electric or internal combustion? I'm going to make you very happy. Internal combustion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Ford is uh, finally getting ready to introduce the 2023 Super Duties, and you guys all know the Super Duties are their big pickup trucks that are actually the work trucks. These aren't the posers like the half tons are sometimes, right, but right, right. they're actually going to be including, the rumor is, a 6.8 liter V8 engine mm. that'll be naturally aspirated. How sweet is that? <laughs> wow. Now, I will I tell you that I was babysitting the other day, and my granddaughter did a Super Duty. It was amazing. But anyway, that's another kind of duty. Yeah, that's a, um, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you can order this truck in brown, I'm sure. Okay, I'm not going <laughs> nice. to Nice, there you go, there you go. We're just going to leave it We there. got her going, uh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you start, I'm always going to end that's it. That's, right. that's what teams do, that's what partners do here, buddy. So, but the good news is, and they haven't announced the horsepower and torque numbers, but you got to figure it's going to be up there. There's, it's replacing the 6.2 liter Boss V8. But that engine's like 12 years old. It's amazing. But that had 385 horsepower and 430 pounds of torque. The Godzilla V8 is 430 horsepower and 475. So everybody's figuring you're going to see something in there. So it'll yeah. be over, probably over a little bit over 400 and probably somewhere around the same amount of torque. So, yeah. you know, these vehicles are designed to do all the work that you need to do, especially for you on your ranch right, so right. you might want to be starting to look at the new super duties because you don't have to worry about plugging it in at night let Won't me tell you nice? i've got a 97 f250 and it is not a super duty but it has a 460 in it i okay. love that engine that is just such a great <laughs> i've loved it forever and ever it's just such a great engine it's a workhorse so this is kind of like their new 460 you might say yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're going to start taking orders October 17th. So get on your computers and, you know, get ready to push the buttons because we know with Ford products, the minute that they open the order banks, they're sold out in a matter of minutes. So well, um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, this get, is, be the first yeah. in line. This is a real work truck for contractors and folks that do that. <laughs> now, now, the electric, I know, you know, Motor Trend did a big story about the the electric lightning that it it did not fare well on their towing test. And I'll leave it up to everybody else to go look at Motor Trend and read the story because it's too detailed. There's so many f little facts and figures, different batteries. and But I think, you know, I, it seems like a week ago or so I had somebody on. We were, oh, it was, it was George Kennedy III who was test driving it. And he says, this is really these new F-150 crew cab lightnings. They're really like a glorified car. A lot of people use them instead of a car. And my son-in-law is one of those. He's got two little kids, my grandkids. And when you're inside this F-150, he has a 2001, it's a hybrid. When you're inside of it, you could be in a Lincoln. You can't tell the difference. Yes. They're that nice. They're fantastic. So Yes, anyway. I agree. Yep. And this one, too, on the Super Duty and on actually the Lightning, because I don't think they're going to be doing an electric Super Duty. But on the Lightning... I've driven it. We've towed 5,000 pounds. I have not had a problem. Yeah. So, well, it's, know, it's range and it's stuff like that. All right, don't yeah. go anywhere. Uh, more news. 
from BJ Colleen, the voice of reason in my automotive world. Uh, we will take a break and come back with more. This is The Drive, and this is a little ZZ Top. Bad girl! BJ Colleen's a bad girl. We'll be right back. word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. So, um, I will let you know that uh, my kazoo is missing, and uh, it's very disturbing. I think my producer Dave has taken it. Um, there was a birthday party in our office, uh, Mac, our graphics guy. Um, it was his birthday. Happy birthday, Mac. And I said something about him, you know, working on the show. And he says, yeah, you need to lose that kazoo. I, I see that it's missing now. I, I don't know. He said, Praise the, the Lord. He said, you didn't <laughs> like it. I said, that's funny. Come on. Anyway, BJ Colleen's got the news. The news is the kazoo is missing. That and the queen, the queen is dead. That's good news. Two things. Yeah, yeah. You know, the queen is dead and my kazoo is missing. I don't know which one is more newsy, but uh, anyway, there you go. <laughs> The queen is dead. Long live the king. That's yeah. what you're always supposed to yeah. say. Right hey, do, who is, who is next? By the way, who is next for... Ah, king Charles now. Prince Charles. King Charles. Oh, really? It's a king He's now. already stepped up. Yep, he's the king. Wow. So, yeah, yep, see, he's the man. There you go. So everybody else gets a bump up in title, too. So that's wow. kind of nice. You know, it's like a... It's a promotion. Yeah. So you get more titles and all kinds of fun stuff. They, so. uh, you know, they, they left him in the room with her with the pillow. Anyway. It's, hey, oh, hey, hey, it's hey. bad. No, it's no. bad. All right. Let's get back to <laughs> yes. the farming. So we talked about an actual real V8 internal combustion engine. And now there's more speculation, actually more news. It's going to be revealed fairly soon. The Detroit Auto Show happening, I believe, right now as we speak or maybe real soon. But. They're actually going to be introducing the next generation Ford Mustang, and this will be the 60th year for the Mustang. So it's still oh. the only pony car that's been in continuous production for all these years. It that's wasn't amazing. the Camaros, not yeah, the Corvette. Right. But uh, they're saying that this new generation, and I personally thought it was going to die because of the E Mustang, you know, the Mach E. But obviously, they're going to bring it back here and they're going to offer it with a manual transmission. Mm. So. That's really good news. I, we don't know a lot more about it. We'll find out more a little bit later on. We can talk about it. But there's some people are saying maybe right around 500 horsepower. So that'll yeah. be kind of cool if that's the case. Huh? There you go. How I'm, many Mustangs have you owned? Well, you know, not as many as you would think because I'm, I'm a newer Mustang fan. Not so much the years in between like, you know, 2006 or seven. And about uh, 1968 or nine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything in between that was kind of, but I've owned about uh, five, 
you know, they've been they've been. That like, makes you a Mustang enthusiast. Yeah, I think I'm, five I'm, counts. Yeah, yeah, but five out of five thousand cars. So it's you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, you're right. Small percentage. Um, yeah. Have you heard anything, by the way, about this new Volkswagen micro bus? The electric thing. About the ID, the Buzz ID4, whatever yeah. it is. I've heard some good reviews about it so far. I haven't driven it yet, but I've heard some good things about it. It's really adorable. I've seen it in person a couple times. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I don't know what the price is. I should look it up, but uh, I might put it on my vehicle I might want to buy list. I know. Up, so. You know, and so you know how much I just cannot stand the whole electric thing, but when you have something that's as cute as that, it's like when the Fiat 500 came out and the Abarth, which is the little hot rod version. I went and bought one. It was fun. And then we, we had it for, I don't know, four years or so. And, and I bought another one that somebody else had bought and didn't mind losing a lot of money. So I, we sold that one and bought the second one. They're just cute little cars. And here we go, this little micro bus. They call it a micro bus. It's actually not really a microbus because the microbus is a little itty bitty bitty thing. But yeah, the microbus from the days of the um, the ones with the twenty one windows, it has that look. The old sixties buses, but uh, I just think they're really cute. I think it was really smart. And how many years ago did they show that to us as a as a uh, concept car? Oh Five, my gosh, six years yeah. ago. It was a long time. Long time ago. So. Good for them for uh, for bringing that out, and but it will be electric evidently, and I think that's the only way they're going to offer it. But I guess we'll yes. have to get some. Yeah, and that, it's going to be hard to get a hold of one too. I think they're going to be very yeah. popular. Yeah, so. they're already it's out cool. in in Europe over there. So you know, yes, yes, and they're very popular over there too. But I can see a a whole new group of uh, what do you call uh, Gen X hippies? Uh, what oh, do you call them? Totally. Gypsies. 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 They just coined a new word. <laughs> Gen X hippies are going to be gypsies. <laughs> All right, BJ. Thank you for the little bit of news update stuff. When we come back, Carl Brower is going to talk about a uh, a Lexus. The new the embargo is off for the new Lexus RX, and then he's got an interview. He's going to tell us about the interview he did with. Uh, Bill Ford, the chairman of Ford Motor Company, and uh, Jim Farley, the president, who is a real car guy. So, uh, Carl Brower from iccars.com. BJ Colleen, thank you. Thanks, Alan, as always. All righty. We'll take a little break. You're listening to The Drive all across America and around the globe because of the interwebs. We'll be right back. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, my buddy Carl Brower, he is on the North American Car Truck and SUV of the Year. He's a juror and board member, and he's now also part of the World Car Jury. He works as an executive analyst for iccars.com. Got a test drive, test drive review for a uh, vehicle that is brand new from Lexus, the new Lexus RX. Carl, I know it's just off of uh, 
Well, almost fresh off of the embargo, but uh, what can you tell us about this new Lexus? The old Lexus prescription. Yes, exactly. No, the, uh, the oh. RX has really defined that division's success since it came out in 98. And remember, Lexus was kind of way ahead of the curve here when they came out with a luxury SUV that was based on a car platform and started out with front-wheel drive only. And I just so distinctly remember this came out, and uh, this shows you why I'm not running Lexus or any car companies, apparently. But in 98, when the car came out, I remember my reaction very clearly. How stupid is that? It's not even all-wheel drive standard. Why would they make a car like that? Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> and they basically invented the category, the crossover luxury category in the late 90s, and uh, they've owned the market. They still have the highest market share and highest sales volume in that category. I mean, they're going up against the X5 and the MDX and you know all these other luxury-branded you know, SUV crossover car-based things, and they still have the highest market share because they did it first and, you know, and staked out a lot of territory in that area. It's so, so funny. Whenever I see one of the old original Lexus RX, it's like the, the, the midsize or I guess the midsize SUV was what they call that. I remember seeing one one time in this pearl white and I thought, my God, it looks like a huge sand crab. You yeah. know, it was kind of round and rounded off and, just thought it was a funny-looking car. The new ones, man, they really have uh, upped their game on their styling. I don't know that I like the grill quite so much, but uh, they've really come to make some gorgeous cars these days. And uh, it's like watching the the different generations of cars go from just some of them are just so ugly. Ugh. But, you know, today you look at them, and it's like even like the Toyota Camry. I saw one the other day. It was red and it had all these blacked-out stuff, and I was like, Look at that. And I, as it drove by and I go, that's a Camry, you know, yeah. it's like so beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, but, uh, so what yeah. is, what is special about this new Lexus? It's all new. The RX all new, yeah. ground up redesign. Uh-huh. And you know, there's three versions and you and I seem to not be able to get away from this because the industry can't get away from it, but there's the electrification aspect of mm-hmm. it, uh, Alan. And you know, there's already been a hybrid version of this car, but now there's three versions Two of the three are hybrids. Mm. So you can still get a standard gasoline engine, front drive standard, optional all-wheel drive in different trim levels. But then there's also a kind of traditional normal hybrid version. And then there's a performancey hybrid version mm. that is meant to be, you know, fast. And it has the highest horsepower of the three. Oh, interesting. So it's the 500 called the RX 500H. And uh, it automatically comes with a bunch of additional performance-oriented stuff, always standard four-wheel drive, and it's actually called Direct 4. And it's got that torque vectoring thing where it will shoot the uh, power to the right wheel based on traction and steering input and all these other factors. The the wheel that slips gets the power, yes. Yeah, yeah. And some really cool colors. Like you're saying, you know, the styling. It's funny because they've kind of toned down the spindle grill, as it's called. It's been oh, very prominent they? on their styling. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. freight train it's, grill, I call it's it. Still, it's still there, but it's a more integrated, and it doesn't you know, hit you over the head as hard as it did in the previous version, which I'm glad about. So I think right. that looks better. Yep. The side of the car looks good. The interior is beautiful. And the other big thing about this one is they updated the interior interface. And a lot of people would say, and I would probably agree with them, that the previous Lexus, you know, and even Toyota interfaces just weren't that good. The touch pads and these screens and all that. So they did an all new interface with larger touch screens and they kind of took the feedback. I think thankfully they were getting and it's much more intuitive and easier to move around. I, do, I, so I assume then this late in the year, this will be a 23 year model. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, All new for twenty three, and yeah. it'll go on sale right before the end of the year. Those Lexus December to Remember commercials, I, uh, right. I would assume, will be featuring. It. Yes. 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 Price wise, is this car? You know, I mean, does it continue to creep up like everything else? It does, and I'm trying to remember if they gave us. I'll give you an example the, uh, of that car. I talked to a friend of mine. He says. He's been buying, uh, having stuff built in China for years and accessories like, you know, uh, bumpers for um, uh, Jeep Wranglers and different things. And and the, the price of the container that he would have them shipped over went from like five or $6,000 to $25,000. So I said, well, right. so that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg because then you have trucking and you have, you know, manufacturing and all the other things. He says, I have had to raise my price 71%. 71 percent oh my gosh so i don't wouldn't think that this car has obviously gone up that much but they have to they they have to keep going up what'd you find well and it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that all the car companies and i think i feel like the japanese car companies do this even to a more extreme level is they hold off on pricing they never want to commit to pricing and the reason they don't want to commit is well there's lots of reasons they want to think about what the competitive pricing is since they try to get a, a leg up on what competitive is because right. in theory it's it, if you could be the last one to come out with pricing, you could position your car most strategically versus your competitors. Uh, but then there's also the exchange rates and all these other things yes. that change all the time. Give me the price! I'm running so, out of time! Yeah, if they, if they commit to price, they may not know what they're going to profit's going to be. What's the later. price? So, What's the price on the thing? I got a commercial price. $1 million. <laughs> no, uh, I don't have pricing. Oh, I God! It's around, I think it's around 40, mid-40s. Oh, I'll bet it's more than that. But, well, it's a 2023 model. All right. Uh, when Carl yeah. comes back, he's going to talk about an interview he did with each the president and the chairman of the board of Ford Motor Company. Don't go anywhere. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car, not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars. One search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And our show brought to you in part by Subaru. Subaru, love. That's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. All right, uh, Carl Brower joining us now has just informed me that on top of being on the, uh, you know, a board member and juror of the North American Car, Truck, and SUV of the Year, he's now also on the World Car of the Year jury. So uh, he also is executive analyst for ICCars.com, along with a whole bunch of other things. Carl, what the heck's going on with you, brother? I'm I'm juror extraordinaire, apparently. <laughs> you have been judging me ever since the beginning. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They all know I'm very judgy, so they just put me on for sure. That's funny. So I saw a, well, I saw, the, I, I didn't get to watch it, which only because I figured we're going to talk about it. I saw that you had interviewed Bill Ford, the chairman of the board of Ford Motor Company, William Clay Ford, I think is his name. 
And uh, Jim Farley, the Farlmeister, who is the president of Ford Motor Company right now. With all that's going on, as you know, we talk a lot about electric cars and them dominating and the politics behind it and all the blech that goes along with what is going on with the electric car company. And the electric cars, I mean, the electric cars, nothing wrong with the cars. It's just how much politics is going, the, the politicizing of everything right now. But I'm curious yeah. about your interview with, um, you know, the, uh, the two leaders there, you might say, of Ford Motor Company. Well, first of all, they both were great interviews, and I think they were both great interviews because... If uh, I don't say so myself. <laughs> yes, yes, because the interviewer was yes. so fabulous. No, because both of them are like real humans, right? and I do think it's a combination that they're actual human beings, and they'll talk like humans, not just corporate mouthpieces like too many executives sound like. Right. And I was able to ask them, you know, I think some pretty you know, compelling questions that they could answer and all. And, you know, I'll make a note real quick here that at the end of it, Jim Farley was like, boy, I love this. I'll do interviews like this all day. It's not just people asking me how many people I have to fire and all this kind of stuff. And I literally, I just thought about it, Alan. I looked at Jim. I said, Jim, there's plenty of people out there doing that, you know, and yeah. anyone who knows me knows that if there's anything that I hold valuable, it's not doing what everyone else does. I'm not really good at following the crowd. Yeah. So, all the guys out there hoping for the 60 minutes close-up beat a sweat question. That, right. Yeah, I don't have time for that. No interest. Yeah. Okay? I'd rather talk to these people about things that I know they're happy to talk about because I feel like you actually end up getting far more information than when you're trying yeah. to dig into things that you well, know they don't uh, want to how, talk about. How did you start it out then? What was the beginnings of it? So the first thing I asked him was, we're in a massively disruptive time frame right now for the automotive industry. And what is Ford's? plan to get through that. How does Ford see themselves navigating this hugely disruptive time frame? And you see how that's like this open-ended question, you know, and it's not like, so I hear Ford's going out of business. You know, that would be the dumb question that so many interviewers would ask and stuff, you know, but I ask, what are you guys going to do in a hugely disruptive industry and time frame in this industry? And that leaves it very open-ended and he can choose how he wants to approach that answer. And he gave me this great answer, you know, and talked about the combination of the electric car needs and figuring that out while still maintaining the internal combustion presence present day that they've got to get uh you know they have to maintain and not just figure out but keep figuring out as things shift uh you know and i asked him about how he got there i said you know you're you got an interesting history you know with lexus and toyota and then you ran ford in europe and you were over in china for a while he had a very interesting pathway to his current role and he's a really experienced guy with a lot of knowledge about the industry. And you do much better with someone like that, letting them talk versus trying to steer them into an answer you're hoping to get. Right. I remember when Ford Motor Company and Firestone or Bridgestone, I think it was Firestone, had that kind of rollover problem where the, the Ford Explorers yep. were rolling over and they were both pointing the fingers at each other, the tire company and the car company. And uh, what was the president's name at that time? I can't remember. It's like a French guy or something. Was that, I think that was Jack Nasser. Yeah, Jack Nasser. Yes. And the uh, they brought Jack Nasser up. It was at uh, a big trade show, and I had a big uh, broadcast booth set up. I think at the time I was with either Motor Trend or Car and Driver, but it's a big magazine, right? And I went over and I saw the PR guy, and I go, "Hey, you think I can have a couple of minutes with Jack?" 
And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, I think he's got a couple of minutes. Let me see. And I, I see him go over to Jack Nasser and he points at me. And I'm, I'm looking right at him and he shakes his head no at first. Shakes his head no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, come on now. I, I, I need a cheerleader. And then I could see the guy compelling him. He's like, come on, you know, you know, Alan's, Alan's not going to harpoon you, you know. And so uh, they came walking over. And he said he just doesn't want to be asked about this whole, you know, rollover thing with because they were in the middle of a lawsuit and all that. Now, of course, this was, what, 20, 15 years, 20 years ago, whatever. Yeah, this was 2001. I, that yeah. was one of the first big industry happenings that I was involved with covering as an analyst. Right. And so I said, uh, I looked him right in the eye and I go, I will not harpoon you. And he started laughing because that's my words. And then I said, uh, but but if you whatever you want to share about that, if it comes up, if you decide that you would like to speak, I said I'm not going to stop you. And do you know he talked about the whole thing? He talked about the whole, <laughs> and it was to your point you just made. If you try right. to force somebody to talk about something they don't want to, you're going to get nothing. But if you just open the door and be gracious with people, they're much more apt to give you a good story, a scoop or whatever. I was blown away. He, he talked about a lot of it and you know, he was very careful in the, you know, to not give away anything, but he was giving us enough to let us know that he didn't feel like it was Ford Motors company's fault. And I, do you remember whose fault it ended up being? Was, was it a combination because the tire air pressure was too low or there was a wrong tire? Do you remember what it was? I can't even remember now. Um, twenty I years remember. ago. Now you're gonna get. Now you're gonna get me in trouble. I know. I, you know I, can, I can't remember. You know, all the Ford it. people. All the Ford people love me so much. Here's the thing. And look, this was over twenty. Well, it was really thirty years ago because that's when the car was being designed. It was being designed in the early nineties. Right. And then it started happening ten years later. Essentially, what happened was they were deep into the cars testing, and they finally did like the moose test, you know, which is where you have the hard left, right swerve to make sure the car was stable. And it started to go up on two wheels. Right. And they realized that the the width versus the track versus the center of gravity made the thing a little tippy. Now they were so far in that to fix it, you know, Alan, when you've engineered a car, the the width, the track, as they call it, the distance between the left and right wheels is kind of set early. And if you have to decide, you know what, we got to fix that. You don't just fix that. That's kind of like, you know what, we got to start from scratch all over again. That's kind of what they were looking at. So instead, Ford said, look, what if we lower the tire pressure from the standard like low 30s that most of these cars would be at to like the upper mid to high 20s? And then they did the same test and all it did was just plow sideways. It didn't tip over because there wasn't enough sidewall stiffness to make the car go up on two wheels. So then they told everyone they put the tire pressure setting for 20, like six or something that car. And, and you know, that should have seemed low. Most people with any knowledge of tires, like once you start dropping below 30, it's like, huh. And that's fine for slow speed off-roading. People do it all the time for drag racing and all like I do in the Demon. But if you're driving around all the time below 30 on most cars, that's getting, especially a heavy car like an SUV. So all that cycling of starting and driving the car over tens of thousands of miles with that low a tire pressure built up a lot of heat cycles in the tire. The sidewalls of the tires got very hot. And then after a while, they started to come apart. Oh. I cycled for such high heat. Well, so. So it was, it was mostly a issue with Ford not deciding they wanted to redesign the car properly. Right, so it cost right. a lot more money. Whew. But I will tell you, uh, back to being gracious with these people, they don't have easy jobs. 
And no. uh, coming to them, you know, you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar, as they say. We'll take a little break. I want to hear about this uh, Bill Ford and Jim Farley from Ford Motor Company interview. Carl Brower joining us from iccars.com. He's on the jury of everything and maybe at your trial on the jury of your murder trial. We never know with Carl. We'll be right back. <laughs> Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Talking with Carl Brower, iccars.com. You can find him there. He's an executive analyst. A very cool website. Check it out, iccars.com. Uh, Carl Big interview uh, during the Pebble Beach Concours with Bill Ford, chairman of Ford Motor Company, and Jim Farley, president. You didn't do them together, did you? It was two, two separate interviews, right? Yeah, one. there were two different days okay. at, during Pebble Beach. So yeah. I had access to both of them. They, they happened within 48 hours of each other, but they didn't go up. They weren't at the same time or same place. Mm. Yeah. One little note that was said during the commercial break, which I thought was funny about the whole Ford thing way, way back in the day was that the Firestone family and the Ford family had married into each other along the way, you know, the history of those two big, great families. And uh, so that made that whole debacle even worse. A lot of finger pointing going on. But you know what? It's all in the history books now. Okay, so which one do you want to talk about first, Bill or, or Jim? Well, let's talk about Jim, uh, Jim first Farley. because he was the first one. And, okay. and again, let me say that the big news that I think from him was that He's a genuine car guy with a real totally. history of, of cars, and yep. he was racing that same weekend. He was racing two different cars. Monterey Historics, and yeah. The, right. Yeah, yeah, up at Laguna Seca in the, right. in the Rolex, yeah, uh, historic racing. So, you know, you and I have talked about this before. We, there's people like him, like Tim Kaniscus. We don't see enough genuine car guys at the top of uh, org charts at car companies, but it happens every once in a while, not nearly enough. And it really was exciting to talk to Jim, a genuine car guy, about car things and hear from a car guy's perspective as much or more than a corporate, you know, leader's perspective. Because right. they'll all answer you as corporate leaders without hesitation. They don't usually, can't usually answer as genuine car guys. But, right. But, but Jim can. Okay, so, so my, my first yeah. question would be, Jim, as a car guy... Why so many electric cars so fast? And I, I don't know. I would just, I think I probably would have leaned into that. Did you? Yeah, I did a little bit, you know, and I think he had, you know, a good answer, which is that the world is expecting this of all the car companies and that he's really excited. He had who a great in the world? I, That's what I want to know. Who in the, is it the world or is it the political world? Okay. But that's well, just me. You're, you're right. There's a lot of political world and then a certain amount of private individuals too. But, you know, they basically feel like they have to align behind this for all the various reasons that yes. are out there. God. And I think all the car companies are doing this to some extent and all. But I just was talking to a Wall Street Journal reporter earlier today, and I was saying that, you know, we'll see where we are in five years. Yes, I think exactly. we're rushing this thing. Yep. I think you would agree, Alan. Yep. And it doesn't mean that electric cars, like you said, aren't good or don't have a place. My problem is 
they're trying to make the place every place for everybody in like a 10 year time period. 10 and five. Yeah. No, no, it's 10 yeah. is 10, but you know, I, it's just, yeah, it's, it's far too fast for me. Far too fast. Right. I want to be dead when it's there. You know what I mean? So I'm going to be well, 90 or so. That's, that's 30 years. Just give me, give me a break. 30 years. <laughs> well, eventually the technology will make the battery packs lighter, less expensive and more energy dense. And you'll yeah. go four or five, 600 miles without having to spend Fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars to get there. But right now, it's not realistic for the average person to pay for the cost, and/or a lot of people can't use an electric car anyway. They live in apartments. They live yeah. in condos. Right. There's nowhere to charge the thing. There's extension not, cords going and, down the street. And if street. you're in California, they aren't allowed to charge anyways because there's rolling blackouts. That's you know, it's right. all it's all being rushed, and it shouldn't be. It's a mess. So, give me that one nugget that you took away from Jim Farley, the president of Ford Motor Company. Well, he said that he thinks they're really well positioned and that he says they're in the second inning of a nine-inning game. That's how he sees it, and they feel really excited. And he said the same thing. Bill and him had, had some overlap, surprise, surprise, as leaders of Ford, where they talked about the importance of software and that they have been able to land a lot of valuable software people from Apple and maybe from Tesla, some of these other places. And he said, this was fascinating, Alan. He said the reason they're getting the software guys is because a lot of the software people feel like the tech industry, the traditional tech industry, gaming and all this other stuff, has already kind of like flattened out. The curve is flattened out. And right. There's still going to be advances there. But in the auto world, it's going to be transformed by technology. And these guys want to be in an industry that's going to be transformed by their work, not just incrementally improved, which Makes, is fascinating. It does make sense. Um, is this available to your, uh, what's channel? Where can I send people? Go to, if, they just, if you want to go to YouTube, I've got a YouTube channel. I keep putting more, more stuff on there and getting more subscribers. Carl Brower, if you just look me up by name, Carl Brower, K-A-R-L Brower, B-R-A-U-E-R, at uh, YouTube. Uh, you can find me on there, and uh, both interviews are up. All right, YouTube, Carl Brower, you'll find that. We'll be right back and talk about the chairman of Ford Motor Company. Stay with us. never carries a lot of weight never forget never settle never surrender and now dodge is proud to announce never lift the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower durango srt 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo dodge charger and challenger and the introduction of dodge power brokers your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts for more on the never lift mindset go to dodge.com dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc Taylor. Well, if you want information on cars and you have not been to iccars.com yet, it's I-S-E-E cars.com. Go check it out. That's where Carl Brower works. He's the executive analyst over there. He's also in the North American Car Truck and SUV of the Year, and he is on the uh, the jury of the World Car of the Year. So, I mean, uh, he gets around. He works with Forbes. He's an automotive industry analyst. Carl this uh, William Clay Ford Jr. Don't call me Junior Jr. Um, <laughs> you know me. I like to do that. Anyway, um, what kind of a guy is he? I mean, you said he's a real guy. Did you feel intimidated at all or you've known him long enough that you could just sit and have a chit chat with him? I think I felt a little just because of who he is, even yeah. though he'd met me before on multiple occasions at different events that I've gone to that Ford was involved in, including 
the win in 2016 at Le Mans in oh, France. Oh, that's right. When the Ford GT won its category, won its class there, and we were in the Ford suite that Ford had set up this kind of thing for people with Ford GT enthusiasm all to be there. Right. And he came back to the suite and sprayed us all with champagne and basically oh, said, you know, you guys are all part of history. And I'll remember that was 50 years to the day. It was the same day in June in wow. 1966 and in 2016 that they won at Le Mans. Gosh. So it was, been already it was kind 20, of a life moment. Think about that. It's 2016. What is it? 2022? I mean, this is insanity. We're going into 2023 all here in another couple of months. I, it's, what I happened? Know, Did time know. speed it's up? Wise. Oh, anyway, speaking no, of time, you got nuts. you got three minutes to give me the best of your interview, and then we'll send people to your, your uh, YouTube channel, Carl Brower on YouTube, to watch the interview. But uh, give us the yeah, best of so, well, he was great because, first, I wasn't sure if he'd remember me. I was like, oh, well, he may remember me, but he's Bill Ford. He's probably got better people to remember. And he was very interested. He's like, oh, hey, you know. And then and we started out. It was so funny. We hadn't started rolling the interview yet. We were just kind of all set up and warmed up, but we hadn't started what I considered the official interview. And we started talking about the 2016 Le Mans win. And it was so good. I'm like, well, this will be the start of the interview, even though we haven't officially started. So I have all that in the, in the Oh, video. that's cool. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So, like, the first three or four minutes, it's just us reminiscing about how much fun that was uh, to be at that point in time and see that kind of moment history yeah and then we get into the actual interview and you know one of the things i asked him is what would the former leadership of ford think of today's automotive industry and where ford is Ooh, yeah. you know because because you know he's he's the family-run business so right. he knows he's the great grandson of henry ford the guy who started the whole thing right. and he said oh i think i think my great-grandfather would say what took you so long he you know he was always pushing hard and stuff you know he's like but a lot of the other stuff that we're doing i think would have been tough for him you know remember he was any color you want as long as it's black and now we're doing you know all these different types of cars and we have luxury divisions and all that kind of stuff he said so i don't know you know i think a lot of it would have been tough for him but he said i think that the level of change and disruption, the first Henry Ford, who kind of invented the affordable car for everybody, would have been completely on board. And like, we got to do what it takes to keep up. You know, he, he was confident that even with today's disruptive automotive world, he'd have been right there wanting to swing for the bleachers, just like he's doing, he said. He also, speaking of which, he also said that this is the most fun time in his career. And he said that they're going for it in ways they never have before. And he says he and Jim are so aligned. He said, you know, they can finish each other's sentences and he feels so aligned. So mm. he was, you know, again, maybe you expect the guy who runs Ford to not be like, oh, we're in t terrible shape. Things are going down the tubes. But he really genuinely seemed super excited about the disruption. And one of the other big things that was interesting is he's a longtime kind of environmentalist, which most people are like, what? He's a car guy. How could he be? in?" A but he was an environmentalist talking about environmental concerns. 20 years ago. Yeah. And he said, nobody would talk to him. His own advisors were like, stop talking like that. Don't do that. You're run forward. You can't talk this way. So he personally is hugely excited by the idea that there's this much higher awareness of environmental impacts of cars and the idea of trying to go electric, you know, eventually, I and mean, whether we can get in there too quickly or not is one thing, but he's happy that basically he feels like the kind of rest of the industry caught up to where he was 15, 20 years ago. Well, and if you go back and look at his comments, I just been saying that he's right. He was way ahead of it. The other thing that came up, and this is where the car guy thing got fascinating, is my producer who's helping me shoot these interviews is telling me he's a total Mustang guy, by the way. He's saying, "Are you going to ask him why they called the Mach-E a Mustang? They shouldn't have done that." Like he was all wound up. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get into that with him and all. 
we're closing down the interview. I'm feeling like we're pretty much done. He's like, you know, and it's been interesting, but it's been challenging too, Carl. I mean, that Mach-E calling it a Mustang, I don't know. You know? I'm like, what are you saying? And he's like, going, well, they first came to me with that. I was like, over my dead body, we're not calling that. Oh, my God. You know? And my producer's like dying behind the camera. And I'm right. like, he's a total I'm pointing right by camera. He's a total Mustang guy. He wanted me to ask you about this. Calm down. Do calm down. The show's drawing to an end. You're getting too giddy over there. Uh, if you yeah. want to watch this video with William Clay Ford Jr., the chairman of Ford Motor Company, and Jim Farley, the president, you can go to YouTube and put Carl Brower. Find his page. There it is. ICcars.com. Carl, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. I wish I could have been there. Man. That would have been fun. All right. That is about it. Time to go pour some more concrete out at my uh, my little ranch. See you guys next week. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com slash wilderness.